0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're all surprised by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. And next, we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And finally, we're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And also, don't forget to download the SGPN app. We are giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the Contest tab in the SGPN app.
1: And hope Jensen Marino, is a welcome back, or, or for the first time, to the, what is this? I was almost called us the MLB, but no, that's somebody else, the MMA gambling podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm going to say this is episode 136, question mark, now nah, we'll go with episode 136, period. That, that's what it is. Um, let's dedicate this one to referee Mike Beltran for making my co host Underdog Dreams, come true, and him hitting his pick over the weekend, so good on you. Mike Beltran. So, Um, thanks for coming to the podcast. I would be your host. Um, Oh, I I, uh, almost forgot my nickname here. I do have a nickname as per usual. I am the Dagestan Milk Stomper, Jeff Fox. Uh, Thanks for coming to the show. Um, We got a packed episode for you here. Um, We're going to recap a big weekend in MMA, actually, a very big weekend in in women's MMA. Um, All three of the main shows of the weekend were headlined by female fighters. So, um, kudos to all the organizations for that. Um, so we're going to recap that, and then we got just some. Since you're all the gens and you want the uh, the picks, you need action on every event. We've got some um, some juicy picks for you for PFL, which is coming up on. It looks like it's running Thursday again this week, but normally it's a, a Wednesday thing. So we're going to crack right into that. Um, for those maybe maybe for, for those of you who are just joining the podcast, you haven't listened to this podcast before. Um, Hope you all know, like the old uh, trope in cartoons, where you have uh, um, the character has a angel on one shoulder, a devil on the other. That's kind of like how this podcast works. Um, I, Jeff Fox, would be the angel on your shoulder, doing you good, giving you all the picks that get you in the money. And then the devil on your other shoulder. That will be my co-host. He he did you dirty again um, this weekend, but. I guess he's been an angel enough in the past that we'll forgive him, but let's bring him into the show and see what kind of excuses he has for this week. His name is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello.
0: So first of all, I was, I was really curious when you said there was going to be the devil and the angel. I was really <laughs> curious of which one you were going to make me. Cause cause I, I devil, think you, obviously, I, but, the, but I think you sometimes enjoy being the shale son and bad guy. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, I didn't know if I was going to get to be the angel for that. And I will also say this, you, you said I did them dirty. Uh, Positive number in recommended plays and a Bellator underdog for you. I don't know I, three zero with Bellator. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure what more you you need from me.
1: Exactly. What more do you want from him? Dan um, is very good at cherry picking, finding the silver lining in his in his failures, which is good. It, it, good way to live. So um, yeah, I'm too good right now to be the devil, Dan. So you're gonna have to you have to have the horns at least for the next little while and the pitchfork.
0: I'll, I, I can live with that. I, I'll be all right with that.
1: But it is balmy up here, so I, I could be the devil. It's it's finally in the um, MMA Gambling Podcast Northern Studios. It's finally hot. I think uh, in your American degrees, it, would, it was about 80 today, which is pretty wild for a April day since we had snow last week. Okay.
0: Eighty degrees up there. That is yeah. substantially warmer than down here. And I also like that you called it American degree. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, the rest of the world uses Celsius, so come on. You yeah.
0: That's true. But 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 we, we like being different.
1: That's true. It is true. Um so yeah. Did you enjoy the fights this weekend or was it was it um I think I might have just enjoyed it because I was winning all my picks, but um was I being biased or or did you have fun watching the fights this weekend?
0: So they they were pretty exciting. I would say – I don't know. I was pretty bummed out that Romanoff got pulled. I, oh, I yes. he really, lost a trusty really, guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – What's uh, the story? Have, have
1: you heard any, any dirt, Dan, on why Chase Sherman pulled out last minute? Like I, super last minute?
0: I, uh, I, I am not sure what happened, but I also will say uh, that I I heard that they're rebooking it for next weekend, so it can't okay. be anything too serious, right? Yeah, or, or no
1: failed tests or anything like that. So, okay, right, that's, right. That's good. All right. Um, yeah, because we um, – that was easy, easy money. Maybe the, the books will forget who Romanov is, and, and they'll give us a juicy line. Probably not, but hey – I think I saw it
0: post, I think I saw it posted at <laughs> negative twelve hundred. <1200. laughs> oh, it's
1: even worse. Good. It's even worse than it was. Good to hear. And we also lost uh, Mano, uh since we recorded Menal Cop and um and the my underdog pick Sue Muderji, or Muderji Sue. Uh, that fight fell through too. So we lost little guys and big guys. it was uh it was it was carnage, chaos. We ended up with eleven fights instead of thirteen, so too bad.
0: And that was that was one of my recommended plays, too, was Manel Exactly. Cap. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So that's what saved Dan's bacon his, this week, is he, he didn't lose the Manel Cap pick. So that would have been another 40 bucks down the tubes for you. So, anywho.
0: I hope they booked that fight again.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, all right. So let's actually dive right into it and recap um, the three events we gave you picks for, um, two Bellators and a UFC um, for the weekend, all headlined by women, which I didn't really clue in until I was listening to um, those Irish guys, uh, Severe MMA, and, and um, Shawnee Sheehan mentioned. It. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't – which probably is a good thing. I didn't – it's not even a uh, an odd thing that um, every event was, was headlined by a woman, but that was the case. So we got those, and then we're going to get you picks for PFL, but only for the featherweights because – Secretly, Dan must hate Chunky Guys. He always claims that he loves Chunky Guys, but he doesn't want to make any picks for Chunky Guys. So we'll we'll get into that. But first, win bet. We got to get into the win bet first. Make sure you get down on the wins, bet $10, win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the win bet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the win's own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet, when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg, build your own bet parlay between Thursday to Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the NFL, it's the NFL draft season. NFL never sleeps. Um, And of course, SGPN, we have another contest. We're giving away another 500 bucks of Gumby's money in our NFL draft props contest. Just go to sports, slash draft, or click the contest tab in the SGPN app, which you should download. It's a great app. Winner take all 500 bucks out of Gumby's pocket. Stick it to him for, for giving you crappy picks. Also, Coors Light, we're brought to you by Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. non refreshment, made to chill. Coors Light is cold, lagered, cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Hockey team? Hmm. I don't think... I think they mean the mountains, I'm guessing. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Here's the important part. When I need to take a second to, for myself, I reach for the beer that's made too chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado. All right, I was celebrating on the weekend. And Dan, he's, like I said, he's picking his his spots to celebrate and he had a few things to celebrate. Let's get into that first. Bellator. Um On the weekend, they had two events from Hawaii. It wasn't a very good weekend for the Hawaiian fighters, um, but it was was a pretty good weekend for for the fights. Um, Friday night, um, the main event was Juliana Velasquez defending her flyweight championship against Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche finally wins herself a championship. She didn't have a championship in any promotion, which is a kind of astonishing thing that we figured out uh, on last episode. But that is no longer the case. Uh, She is the champion of Bellator. Um, She won TKO uh, elbows from crucifix 447 into round four, a very controversial stoppage because she really wasn't inflicting much damage on Juliana Velasquez, maybe my biased uh, co-host will, will have uh, a different view on that, but uh, because he had Carmuch at plus 160. Uh, this was fight Velasquez was clearly winning. Maybe Carmuche won the first round, but Velasquez had had uh, taken the second, the third, was doing pretty good in the fourth until she got herself crucifixed. So basically, if anyone's to blame, I guess she should blame herself for getting herself in that position. But the um, majority, I haven't heard anyone saying that that was a good stoppage. Maybe Dan will. Let's see.
0: So, let, let me first start here. Uh, Velasquez actually did win the first round on every single judge's okay. scorecard. So, she was up... Do you think she did, though? I mean, like, that, that first the round stopped sc- the score, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, she was up 3 nothing. Second of <laughs> all, do I think it was a good stoppage? Not necessarily, but here's what I will say about the stoppage. Is that, was she doing the damage that should have allowed Mike Beltran to step in there and call it? no. But I would also say the way Velazquez moved underneath almost prompted Mike Beltran to stop it. Like if you watch her all during the the first bunch of elbows or the first bunch of strikes or whatever you want you want to call what she was throwing, she was moving her head side to side. She was taking most of the punches off like the side of her forehead or the the <laughs> temple, or and she was she was looking like she was trying to turn her body. And then she lays herself flat, essentially, takes two in a row off the forehead, and I don't know if it looks like she's trying to do, like, a backbender or something like that, but, like, all of a sudden her eyes go upwards, and and I don't think she was actually hurt or anything like that. I think she just decided to try to move a different way, but if you look at it in isolation and, and like, you don't know what happens to her afterwards, it does actually look like she took a little bit of abuse there. And then, like, obviously as soon as, you know, Karmouche lets her go, you're like, oh, yeah, no, she was definitely fine, and, and there was nothing wrong, but, like, I think the way she moved almost prompted Beltran to stop it, and that's that's not to say it's a good stoppage, but, like, Beltran was, you know, I think he was doing what he should be doing, which is, like, looking for any signs of impairment, and, like, suddenly not moving and taking the, the shots off the forehead instead of the side of the head, um, while, you know, probably doing the same amount of damage, that change, I think, to me... I, again, it's not a good stoppage, but I, I at least understand what he was doing. It's a
1: tough job regardless. So. Um, it's too bad Carmouche has this hanging over her now. It's kind of like El, the Aljamain Sterling uh, victory when he became champ. Um, sounds like we're going to run her back, so maybe she can pull Aljamain Sterling and and win more convincingly. Um, even though on paper, this, that looked like a convincing win when you say you, you won via TKO elbows from Crucifix, but uh, maybe she can win more uh, convincing next time and, and uh, everyone will get off her back that way because it wasn't her fault. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. The ref decided to stop it. Any other fights worthy of speaking of on the first night? Did you watch anything else? That was, that was awesome. Other than guys pretending they got uh, kicked in the crotch when they didn't really.
0: We're gonna we're gonna talk more about getting kicked in the crotch later, but you no, know, for for right now, <laughs> yeah. uh for right now we don't need we don't need to talk about this anymore.
1: <laughs> no, we don't need to talk. All right, second night, um, no controversy in the main event. Um and Dan hit this one too, both of his picks. He got plus one sixty um for the Karmushman, Um and then a very nice uh minus eight ninety nine, I think, is what we had you at for the other <laughs> uh, for the cyborg fight. <laughs> That, that didn't look like a minus 900 fight, though. Um, Arlene Blankow hung in there for all of five rounds of the fight. Um, it was never in doubt. Cyborg got knocked out balance a couple of times, which was rare for her, and she got hit a few times, which was rare for her. But um fight was never um, never in question. Um, is Cyborg like, – is she not the, the machine that she used to be now? Is she not the wood chipper that um, spits everyone out? I'm not sure because she uh, – Arlene Blanco, she's a fine fighter, but she's no world beater and she hung in there and wasn't the fight wasn't even really close to being stopped at any point.
0: Yeah, well, I would say this. It's always tougher to stop a fighter in their second go-round with you, especially when yeah. it was their last fight, too. Like, we've seen that a few times with uh, with Rose Namajunas going out and finishing Yoani on Jacek and Li Zhang, and then, like, they make adjustments based on, you know, the, the big shots, and it's hard to land that big shot twice. So, I, you know, it's a little easier for Cyborg, too, because she's big and strong, and she goes and finishes yeah. in multiple different ways. Sub subbed Blankow. Like, she she could have done that again, I guess, but, like, Blinkow made some adjustments and looked all right in there, but uh, it is what it is. I also just want to throw this out here, too. For for anybody who's, like, pissed that, like, Bellator doesn't get the love it needs to or, like, Bellator champions should be treated the same way as UFC champions, and I know that's not everybody out there, but there are people who are like, Bellator champions are just as impressive, and some of them could be UFC champions. Do you want to know what one-way ticket to never being considered the number one promotion? Make sure your champions after every single title fight they win, they call out a champion in a different organization. They're not—they're <laughs> yep. not calling out anybody in your company because they know your company is is second rate. Uh, so, Cyborg calling out uh, Amanda Nunes again. Like you—you could have. You could have left the organization and gone and fight her again, right? Like, that that was on the yeah. table. You could have done it. She calls her out. Uh, Pipple calling out Volkanovski. Um, we had AJ McKee talking about Volkanovski even before that fight. Like, we got Corey Anderson talking about how he would beat Glover. And, like, if you feel like you're the best in the world, just call out some people in your division and want to prove it more. And, like, say – not say that, like, you need to go prove it in the UFC.
1: It's true, you shouldn't even mention the competition, basically. Um, but that's pretty much been Cyborg's, uh MO all throughout her career, except when she actually was in the UFC.
0: That's true. Yeah, like, she, yeah. she's always looking for... the. She, she really likes the payday she's getting from the company she's in, but also, like, she is yeah. a, a competitor in all senses of the word, and she really wants yeah. to prove that she's the best. She just... Yep. Chooses to not fight for the organizations that would seemingly let the general public believe that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't see Cyborg UFC happening again. So you've um, learned contracts coming up soon, but they the, um, kind of oil and water those those two when they were together. Uh, anything else from the event you want to speak of, Dan? It, it was a much, much uh, better card than, than the night before.
0: No, I I think you nailed it.
1: There you go. But second rate promotion doesn't get more more
0: attention than that from us, right? No, they they don't need to either. Like, there were some some terrible fights. Uh, Like you said, one guy got a TKO because the other guy faked a nut shot.
1: (laughs) That's totally Bellator. But, hey, we got a totally Bellator coming up soon. The very first fight on the UFC card was totally Bellator (laughs) competitors and totally Bellator finish. So um, we're going to get to that in a sec. First, Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff with one? Delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's an adaptogen again, Dan?
0: It helps you adapt.
1: Right, right. And it also helps you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things you're looking for from supplement. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional habit. Uh, daily nutritional insurance, excuse me. Uh, IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your health? Your health, your privacy. Oh, boy, Dan. Aye, aye, aye. Let's try that again. IP Vanish, everybody. IP not help
0: your health either. It <laughs> yeah. might not help your health. <laughs> no. Did
1: you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy or your health? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data this means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Whether on at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day. Ma- 30-day money-back guarantee that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right. Bel- uh, not Bellator second organization we're done with it's the ufc ufc fight night Lemos versus androge went down as well last night from the ufc apex um main event um i wasn't surprised who won because i picked her but um we got our first standing arm triangle choke just again just tanked her way into uh into it and got herself a standing arm triangle choke only 313 into the first round I hit this pick. Dan had the underdog at Lemos. Um, didn't see it going this way, but, hey, I'll, I'll take uh, my minus 239 uh, win here.
0: Yeah, and, and I think when we broke it down, I said to, like, Andraj early in a fight is, is possible here. I think I liked Amanda Lemos the longer the fight went, and it didn't go very long. Uh, but I will say she... Looked really good on the feet, didn't she? Yep. Uh, yep. I, I mean, like, the leg kicks were there. She looked like she was destroying Jessica Andrade's front leg. Um, Andrade didn't get the takedown she needed, so she got the submission standing instead. <laughs> yep. um, but, uh, yeah, Lemos looked good. I just think, ultimately, like, it didn't work out for her that it could go deeper. But I think the work she was putting into the legs and into the body, I, I, I think, ultimately, that probably would have paid off in the long run if... There was a long run, but uh, yeah, with Justine Drives, you never know. That's a coin flip.
1: Yeah, she's still got a future, I think, in this in this sport for sure. Lemos, uh looked looked just fine. Um, you don't expect to get standing arm triangle choke. So, have you ever won a, a match that way, Dan?
0: I've gotten an arm triangle choke from the bottom, uh, but I've covers, never. Cause you're but right I've never. Yeah, but I've never gotten a standing one. So, Aljamain um, Sterling actually has one in the UFC from the bottom as well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who he got with that. And then you can also see the other Gumby, my namesake, uh, Jeremy Horn, got a arm triangle from the bottom on Chuck Liddell, put him out cold.
1: There you go. Um, what are we doing with andraj now, Dan?
0: Man, you you got to imagine she's got to have one of the top women in the strawweight division, right? Like I know we talked about before – Marina Rodriguez seems like she's punched a title shot, but like the timing. Marina Rodriguez, who? Marina Hadjigis. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. Yeah, Marina Jad-Higuez, uh was is like right there for a title shot, but with like how long it is taking Rose Namajunas, Carlos Esparza to get here, plus how infrequently Rose fights. There's a chance Hadjigis fights again, and if it is, she does. Like this would make sense. If not, maybe Mackenzie Dern. Um, like either of those two matchups would work for me.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, watch other That's good booking, Dan. Good booking. Um, we nailed the second one. Totally nailed the second one. It was uh, it was awesome to watch too. Claudio Puelas minus one ten. Somehow we it was basically a pick'em fight, <laughs> and we wondered why, but but we took it. Um, very, he, he was just incredible on the ground. It, um, we said if Clay Guida decided to take him down, he was going to get in trouble, and Clay Guida took him down and was in trouble numerous times. A super quick, slick, uh, knee bar 301 into the first round. You're the grappling nerd, you uh, you can break it down.
0: I mean, it was uh, so first of all, that's his third knee bar, which is yep. pretty it's pretty wild. Uh, but so the other, fast on the ground, he's fast on it, but also like it's really interesting the way he attacks him. So... A lot of guys, when they attack leg locks, make it really clear they're attacking leg locks. Um, But he, like, waited until this transitional moment where he kind of almost let Clay Guida pass the position he was in and attacked as he passed and, like, basically took his attention off of his legs, which is really smart to to add that little bit of misdirection because not a lot of people – you know, allow you to be on their legs for any extended period of time. So when you go for them, they see it, they stuff it, they punch you in the head. Uh, he doesn't allow that. And plus the fact that like a knee bar is a little bit harder to get punched in the head during versus like a heel hook where they can sort of just bend at the knee and throw a right hand right to your, your brain. So it, it's both smart in the types of submissions he's attacking, the moment, the misdirection. Like the guy since going to Sanford MMA has just been incredible you have to imagine with five in a row now in, in three against some really decent competition, and, and Clay Guida being probably the feather in the cap here, is he's got to be pretty close to the top 15. I mean, I don't think I'll put him in my top 15, but, like, he's at least nipping at the, the heels of those guys.
1: He's so so fun to watch, too, um, especially since we, um, we had that pick. So, yeah, very um, – very good win for him. Um, so, Clay Guida, is he getting re-signed? That was the last fight on his contract. I, I don't see any reason why they should let him walk unless it's a uh, a money issue. But, um, like, fan favorite, he hasn't really shown horrible decline. Like, he, he's not getting destroyed in fights or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I, I – mean I don't like that his contract ran out because um, that seems like a bad sign to me. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they would have – uh, snatch it back up. Maybe they were hoping Puella should do exactly this, and they could lowball him um, and not give him a raise yep. or even give him a price reduction. I, I don't know that Guido wants to go elsewhere um, to fight, but I'd I say this, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to disparage the lightweight division of the organization I'm about to talk in. Would it surprise you if Clay Guido won PSL's lightweight tournament?
1: Sure, yeah, those things are kind of made for his type of fighter, right? Wrestlers, like yeah, yeah, grind, yeah. Out, grind out wins.
0: Yeah, and, and I just think he's kind of the, yeah, like you said, he's like the right crew for that. And look, he'd he'd have to fight, you know, Jeremy Stevens, who I think he'd beat, or Clay Collard, or Roush Manfio, and like, the, you know, those guys are tough, but like, man, like I, I do think he could at least hold his own in that crew. And like, like you said, he's got that terrible style for everybody where he doesn't take damage and he lays on you. And like, he he puts an incredible pace on you. So like, he'd be good for the playoff portion of that too. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he chose to go that route. Um, You know, I, I'd still like to see him in the UFC. That's, every time he fights, it's a lot of fun, but, um, you know, that, that contract expiring and there being options where he could make probably more money than the UFC is going to offer him kind of a bummer, but like, I, I think the door is definitely open for him to leave.
1: Um, someone who's not leaving anytime soon, probably, we probably have decades left of her because uh, this is still the Macy Barber era. Dan, she, uh, won 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, 27 over Montana, De La Rosa, as I predicted, she was able to actually, no, I didn't predict that this would be a, a, well, I, I guess it, it was predictable that, that it turned into an ugly fight but I didn't think Barbara would want decide uh, to show that she was a grappler but her grappling uh, held up over De La Rosa actually she bested De La Rosa with her with her grappling it was an ugly fight it wasn't much fun to um, to watch I had Barbara minus 190 Dan had De La Rosa so I hit that one this is um, I'm, I'm in the midst of a nine fight winning streak right at this portion of the card Um. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it warmed Dan's heart to see Macy Barber is back, and uh, actually, she never left. But um, she is back, headed towards the title, five and two in the UFC, onwards and upwards.
0: Man, I, I will say this about uh, about that fight is I was actually this this hurts this hurts a lot. I was actually <laughs> impressed with how physical and technical her grappling was. Like it it, it looked good um yeah. and like again i i don't think she's anywhere near the level she needs to be to compete for no, the no the title or anywhere close to it right like i i no. still think the aaron blanchfields and manon firose and and you know talia santos is and uh, even the andrea lees of the division would just mop the floor with her but uh yeah like that was i mean she she looked like she outclassed somebody just outside of the the top 15 so yeah at this point you have to assume she's actually pretty close to the top 15 or in it i mean she's actually in the ufc's top 15 so um yep you know she she showed she's worthy of that i would say
1: so who you who you matching up with next dan
0: oh hang on let me pull up the uh, ufc's top 15 because you've got to imagine i mean she just fall outside of the top 15 you have to imagine uh, that was the UFC's way of making sure she was back on track and actually good at what she's doing. So now she gets somebody back in there. Give her Andrea Lee, like you said. I, I actually if, think
1: then she can get lit up on the feet.
0: I actually think Jessica I is like a good name to circle. Um, okay, like somebody like Jessica I or you know who you know who they probably actually will give her is Joanne Wood. Um, who's who's like fallen pretty steadily and doesn't quite look herself anymore, and could totally be outgrappled by Macy Barber. Like that—that's like just good matchmaking if you're in the turning Macy Barber into a star business. Also, I'm just looking at these rankings now. How in the world <laughs> do people have her ranked over Aaron Blanchfield? Come on, yeah. like, like that's.
1: Oh, she's no, she's five and two in the UFC. That's. Right I don't.
0: There. I. Don't care. She's (laughs) not better than Aaron Blanchfield.
1: Yeah, rankings don't necessarily necessarily, um, tell you who's better or worse. That's for sure. Um, Do you feel bad that – it sounds like she had to go into therapy because of all the hate you were giving her on this podcast, Dan, in
0: that that interview
1: after? She had mentioned you by name, but –
0: I didn't hear the interview after. They were talking about uh, the MMA Gambling Podcast host.
1: Yeah, apparently (laughs) not. Talk about about somebody helping her through her issues, but she had mentioned – Mention you by name, but I'm assuming it probably is you because everyone listens to this podcast. So, um, moving on back to back, she's one guilt. of the
0: 1.5 women who listen exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's one of those. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Andrade and Puelas got the uh, got the performance bonuses with their submissions. Then we had a couple other submissions, back to back submissions from French Canadians, Quebecois in the house, and we hit both these picks, which was which was good. They're both guillotine chokes as well. Um, Charles Jourdain, minus 120. Guillotine choked Orlando Venata. He out-scrambled out the scrambler.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm shocked. Like, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to say other than I'm very surprised Charles Jourdain. Well, well I guess, you know, like, he, he hit him on the feet, too. Like, it's it's yeah. worth noting that, like, he gets the guillotine choke here, but, like, some of it was set up with his hands. Um, yeah. But I'll also say this, like, man, it, he looked like he knew what he was doing on the ground with a guy who – Went three rounds with Tony Ferguson on the mat, up a weight class, and he couldn't handle Charles Jourdain, who looks – man, Charles Jourdain continues to perplex me as a guy who I'm like, is he really fucking good or is he not very good at all? Because, like, what he did to Andre Ewell, impressive as all hell. What he did to Lando Venata, great. Uh, What he did to Duhu Choi. Really, really, really good. His fight with Josh Kolobau, which ended in a draw, like, kind of bad. He got Daris choked by Julian, Juicy J, Rosa. Like, I, I mean, like, man, like, I just wish I could see what his actual real potential ceiling is because it, it, it's sort of hard to see right now.
1: Yep. Hopefully we still get Juicy minus 120 odds on him. Um then Power Bar, one of our favorite nicknames because we don't know what it means. Um, Marc-Andre Berio, Um submission guillotine choke, 236 into the first round. Both these, yeah, both French-Canadian guys, both guillotine chokes. One of them at 232 in the first round, one of them at 236 in the first round. Back-to-back fights, pretty wild. Um, Marc-Andre Beriot, uh, guillotine choke. Dan's second favorite fighter, Jordan Wright, which I'm sure you were very happy uh, to see happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, like this is uh, th- this is what I needed uh, for the letdown I was eventually going to have in the Macy Barber fight, uh, <laughs> but it continues to prove that uh, Jordan Wright is kind of a weird, uh, one-dimensional fighter who is just going to throw yeah. spinning shit and get a knockout or get beat in like the funniest way possible. <laughs> yeah, he's got to
1: he's got to catch some L's for a bit to uh, to even up um, his record from from padding it to start off his career. So we yeah, had that minus one eighty. Uh, that was. The starting of the main card, then the prelims. Uh, Sergei Kandosko versus Dwight Grant. Fight of the night. Uh, Kandosko, Honda. Um, TKO punches. Second round, 415 in. I had this one at minus 120, so I was happy to see that. He messed up Grant's eye. The, both guys actually uh, crack each other pretty good. Um, so it, it was anyone's fight until it wasn't.
0: Yeah, and and actually, it's worth noting too. Uh, is, as far as uh, you know, sort of de- defending my my pick here, Dwight Grant, he he did win the first round uh, on every yes. single judge's scorecards. He looked damn good doing it. Like you said, they both cracked each other. They win fight of the night. Uh, both of them taking home an extra fifty uh, k. But like, man, Dwight Grant, uh, man, he looks like the kind of guy who can beat so many people. And I, I think I said this in the breakdown too, where it was like. There were times where it looked like he was gonna beat D Rod, right? And there was times where it looked like he was gonna beat Francisco Ternaldo, and now there were times where it looked like he was gonna beat Sergei Kandansko and, and now he's one and three in his last three. Like I don't yeah. know what the future looks like for this dude, but man, like I feel like the ceiling is so much higher than it is for other people and that are going to keep getting shots and I don't I almost don't feel like he's gonna get another one.
1: Yeah, maybe this could be the end for him. Oh, I just saw a good headline, Dan. Macy Barber feels renewed confidence after UFC Vegas 52 win. I know I'm going to be the best in the world. How's stellar.
0: That feel, Dan? I so, feel I feel great. Yeah. You, you
1: didn't re- You didn't comment on the. I sent you a picture of Macy Barber. Come on.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm that-
1: photobombing you with. Uh, Macy Barber stuff now because I know how much she like
0: was that when she was pointing to her watch yes. for oh <laughs> yep. my God yep. <laughs> like, that's so irritating because it's clearly a reference to like the fact that she thought she was going to be the youngest champ and like forever she's going to talk about like how she was going to be the youngest champ but that, that damn knee injury which is yep. of course the only reason she lost to Roxanne Modaffari although I don't think I've ever heard an excuse for why uh, Alexa Grasso beat the living shit out of her um <laughs> Although you know I'm open, to, I'm open to listening to one.
1: Exactly. Um, we we hit this one, Dan. And we're back on the same page for the light heavyweights. Tyson Pedro on his return, knockout. It's listed as a knockout, leg kick and punches. Um, didn't really need the punches. The ref made him. Um, <laughs> I love the ref that. Ref made him punch him, even though like Ike Villanueva was seemed like he had quit already minutes before <laughs> after a leg kick, and then he finally collapsed after a leg kick. And the ref still wasn't enough. So it's nice to make sure how to, uh, how to lay his hands on him too. But um, Pedro looked very good in his return. We had him at minus 600.
0: I would just say Pedro looked like I thought Pedro had the potential to look all along. Yeah. Um, Which is, is sort of uplifting because, right, like this is a guy who I think a lot of people pegged as a future champ. And if not a future champ, like at least a future top five guy. Um, and then, obviously, the back-to-back losses, the the four, nearly three-and-a-half-year layoff. Like, this is a guy who TKO'd Paul Craig and rear-naked choked Khalil Rountree, and those were his first two fights in the UFC. So, you know, like, it's nice to see him back where he was. I, you know, I feel bad for Ike Villanueva because I'm, like, I think he's, like, one of the nicest dudes on the planet, but, like, it, it's yeah. clearly that, that you have to imagine that was the last one for him.
1: Yeah, you'd, I want to say you'd hope, but, um, yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be up – he got way more fights in the UFC than he should have. But let's put it that way. Um, yeah, Pedro, um, not turning thirty-one until later in the year, so let's, there's still plenty of time in the heavy uh, weight division, like light, light heavyweight. So let's get this man some more fights. Let's get Kangaroo Paws out there, Dan. <laughs> We've to seen him. Uh, I, I love that nickname.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, a, Aori Chiling, as they were calling him on the podcast, on the uh, on the broadcast, and who am I to say Daniel Cormier doesn't know how to say a name properly? So. Aori Chiling, uh, TKO punches Cameron else someone else who kind of showed that he's not UFC at uh, the UFC level, Cameron else 248 into the first round. We have this one, right, at minus
0: 250. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most of what we said was true of this fight. Like, Aori had the grappling that he could fall back on if he needed it, but also we thought his hands were too good. Uh, it proved to be that. Yeah, it proved to be exactly yep. that. <laughs>
1: Yep. And that was that was the last um positive result for Dan. Um we have Preston Parsons beating a very game, um, despite only having what, four days notice. Evan Elder, thirty twenty six, thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty seven. Um Parsons, both both guys look good. Um Elder looked tough, Parsons looked very, very good in the grappling.
0: Yeah, he he did look really good in the grappling. I, it's another one of those instances where I probably need to take a little pause in picking the short notice guy going up a weight class. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's two weeks in a row where I've taken somebody like that and. Uh, their their grappling just didn't hold up quite as much as I thought it would. Um, and it, and that does seem to be the area where it takes the biggest hit. Like, the grappling just doesn't seem to be there quite as much. But you know, props for Parsons. Like he he continues to be a guy who has really impressed with the grappling. Probably needs to work on his hands a little bit. But uh, yeah, good for him.
1: You gotta trust the numbers. Dan, the stats say don't go with short notice replacements. So, um, and then. We lost the first two fights. Um, Felipe Wins finally got himself a UFC win. Um, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight over Marchin Parachnio, who was looked like he was prepared for maybe a round and a half fight.
0: Yeah, he he's always come out kind of like a bad out of hell. Like that, uh, I think yeah. I said it in the breakdown. Like that's what cost him the fight against uh, Sam Alvey. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was going to help him here because he was going to be pressuring a guy who is usually complacent. Linz looked really good, not just uh, in his ability to keep his composure, but also, like, you know, throw enough to actually win a round, uh, which yeah. he hadn't been a heavyweight. But also he looked very good physically. I, I was impressed in, in the complete change yep. in in his body composition, which, by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk about Alexander Romanov's uh, change in his body composition. Did you see him at weigh-ins?
1: No, I didn't. He Did you
0: know he, got he is down 25 pounds. He only weighed in at 240, and he weighed in at – I'm not going to say cut 240, but I'm going to say a very a very strong-looking 240. A sexy um, 240? I'm going to send you a picture uh, from my, my Twitter account. Um you, you you should look at what Romanov uh, you know I'll, I'll let you uh continue to to marinate on Felipe Lin's winning a fight which is a weird thing but um uh, yeah I'm going to I'm going to DM you the picture while we're recording and get All your right. live reaction on the air. um because it it's right. nutty man
1: No reason to talk more about this fight because we have the opener to talk about uh Walter Rates. Oh my Mike God. Mike Jackson <laughs> got his second UFC win one of the, the first one got overturned because of marijuana this one, he got DQ a win via eye gouging. Um, Dean Barry eye gouged him after kicking him in the crotch twice. So I guess three strikes, you're out. Um, yeah, last the rules are all over the place, or, or the application of the rules are all all over the place. It was what was a, a uh, no contest uh, in the past is now a DQ tonight. Uh, last night, it's strange. But anyhow, Mike Jackson got the win, and we lost this pick. Uh, we had him at minus 1,000, Dean Barry. Uh, so people had Jackson at <laughs> people had Jackson at plus 625 are laughing. Um, if they had him at plus 625 to win in the first round – no, sorry. If they had him to win in the first round, they must have got an insane number. But I don't think we really have, have to say anything about this fight. not think I really look like they are UFC caliber at this point.
0: Uh, they definitely aren't. Um, but I would also say this very interestingly um, – uh, because there's a lot of things to come out of this. You're you're right. D-berry is not UFC caliber, which I thought he was he's, probably. He's pretty... not ready yet. That's all. Yeah, yeah like I, I, he needs a ton more fights before he's ready. Like he he should just be fighting for Cage Warriors right now. Like that that's the bottom line. He yeah. Sh- he needs three four more fights for Cage Warriors. Probably a loss in there like would help him. Um, and then he can fight in the UFC. I would also he say lost that... last night, bud. Oh, he did lose last night. He, <laughs> he, he, he lost last night, which is a wild sentence. Uh Mike Jackson now two and one in the UFC. Uh, I don't care what you want to say about weed suspensions, he's two and yep. one in the O C. That's true. That's wild that there's a world where that exists. Um also that he's gonna get a win bonus out of all this. And yep. probably a fourth fight, right? Like they're gonna find another prospect yeah, on or, or
1: rerun up, this one.
0: Or rerun this one or what? But like tell tell me whether or not this is a hot take or not. Dean Berry deserved to be disqualified.
1: Like, yeah, after you Alex kick the guy crazy. in the in the balls twice and then do an eye poke, sure. Even if there was people always want to claim uh fighters are playing things up or acting, but if like you have no Who proof. Who cares? You you shouldn't Who say cares? So yeah, <laughs> yeah three uh three fouls within less than four minutes of the fight. I think that's uh that's quite a right that, that he uh that he lost the fight.
0: Yeah, and I will also say this too, like I don't know if you saw his statement immediately after about how he believed that Mike did you did you see did you see the reaction to eventually what what came of uh, the hate he got for that statement though.
1: No, I didn't know he got hate for it. Let's get them.
0: So, yeah, yeah. Everybody saw that statement where he was like, Mike Jackson is faking on all three of the fouls I committed.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, so he released some statement through, uh, you know, one of his interviews that he did afterwards. Got tons of hate. Dean Barry currently doesn't have a Twitter account. <laughs> he he deleted his Twitter account after losing that fight.
1: Oh, good. Good. Take fantastic.
0: that. Fantastic, fantastic, Irish. All right, all right. Before we yes. before we move on, and we we've completely abandoned this card. It's a sexy your...
1: two forty, Dan. That, that's, dude, it's it, my decision.
0: It is. It is a sexy two forty. Romanoff <laughs> is going to be a problem at two forty, man. Like that is <laughs> that's a dude who's going to hurt some people.
1: Maybe he's going to end up at light heavyweight, Dan.
0: Man, I don't even think <laughs> I could wrap my head around that. But like, but like two forty Romanov is already kind of a lot to wrap your head around.
1: Yep. No kidding, no kidding, boy. Um, so that was that was that. Um, oh yeah, the results. I was nine and two. Oh, it started off bad. Um, lost that Mary fight and then I lost the proc, proc pick. But then it turned around because um, it was a good night for for the uh, betting favorites, the chalk. Uh, not many. What? Which underdogs came through? Mike Jackson. Technically, he came through. Uh, Lynns <laughs> came through, and that is it we had a lot of like very close odds pick'em type odds but technically the only two underdogs um came through in the first two fights and does, those that two you, like, does that mean you does that mean
0: you had all 11 favorites uh
1: apparently yeah i i, I <laughs> because i had uh i had underdogs that i had at least why i had muderji he fell off he was an underdog. Mm. oh that's that's um, right um yeah and Puelis was it depends so he was underdog in some books i think i saw him at plus 100 or some places so um so yeah, um, hey, this year the I haven't put in this week's stats yet, but the the favorites are coming through big time this year. Sixty nine percent this year, um, favorites are coming through. And with, what with and what's win. your
0: hit rate right now?
1: Um, hit rate sixty nine percent. There you go. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I went nine and two. Dan went five and six. Uh, I won three forty nine. Dan lost three thirteen. So, on the year, I'm at sixty nine percent, picking every fight. I'm up. Almost twelve hundred bucks now. Can you believe that? Seven point four percent return on investment. Dan, fifty nine percent down twelve hundred bucks. So we're we're pretty much. uh, If I give you my money, we're even, Dan.
0: There you go. That's what we're (laughs) doing for you guys out there. There you go. Uh,
1: Recommended plays: Deadhead, Manel, Cape, or Cop. But that fight fell. Oh yeah, he he said personal reasons, but then he posted and I think deleted saying that he got popped in a uh, in a drug test. So. Uh, nothing official oh, has been released oh, now that you
0: now that you mentioned it i did see um something about him uh having the meta- same metabolites yes. as uh john jones did the the pulsing ones and he had picograms yep. we're back to picograms ladies and gentlemen for hopefully
1: it doesn't affect his brain like it's uh, affected john jones's brain <laughs> we don't need another one of those roaming the streets
0: we we do not nope. no
1: so Dan that one was a push he didn't end up betting that he, uh, forty bucks in Puelis came through twenty bucks in Procneo did not come through so Dan ended up up sixteen thirty six uh, one and one on his recommended place so on the year recommended place you're at fifty three percent up one hundred nine bucks nine percent return on investment but guess who's the king of recommended plays now Dan me I've taken over that as well I went four and zero Puelis Jourdain Barrio Pedro Uh, All came through for me. 67.47 return on my plays. I'm 61% on my recommended plays, and I'm up 134 bucks and almost 11% return on investment. So I am the king of the world now, Dan.
0: 100. uh, You're up 134, and what am I up?
1: 109, so it's very it's neck and okay.
0: neck. Okay, okay, I can get that back. All right, just making it. sure I can get that back. <laughs> All right,
1: so that that is the UFC. They got another event, of course, coming up on uh, on the weekend. Rob Font versus Marlon Vera, Cheeto Vera. We will um we're not not gonna do anything with that now because we've got to give you some PFL picks. This is gonna be a long ass podcast. First, stable duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs three five days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, the daily fantasy style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to, to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at trucks all over the United States. Given the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stables. See you in the winner's circle, play, race, win over at StableDuel. And we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are in full swing, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hard wood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app... That allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many pro swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship future futures all playoff long. Playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to proswap.com or download the free ProSwap app today. Proswap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and ProSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on ProSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Just don't sell your Phoenix Suns futures yet. All right, moving on. We're going to give you some PFL picks. PFL 2022 season, week two of the regular season is going down, like I said, on this Thursday. Um, 5.30 p.m. Eastern is the start time. It is on ESPN2, the main feed, uh, ESPN Plus, for the prelims It is happening in Arlington, Texas. So um, it is this week we've got the heavyweights and the featherweights, but Dan wants us to ignore the heavyweights. <laughs> no, I I, 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 explain to the people why you don't want to break down uh, the heavyweights.
0: So first of all, it would be a ten fight card if we were breaking down everybody. So and we're uh, long enough. Yeah, yeah, we're we're nearing the end of an episode, as is. But here's the reason I will mostly say that is as a rule, when I was looking at uh, the heavyweight fights, first of all, odds very wide on almost all of the heavyweight fights. Um, okay. You know, you got Henan Faria at negative four hundred. You got Bruno Capizola at negative five hundred. You got Ante Dehia at negative four hundred. Uh, you got Dennis Goltsoff at negative five hundred. So like we are that that's all but one heavyweight fight that I just gave you right there, where the closest odds um, that you can find anywhere is negative four hundred. So uh, here's here's my hot take on if you want my heavyweight picks, take the favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Why is this a recorded event again, Dad?
0: And all the favorites it, won. It's not a recorded event, but I will just <laughs> are say, are you like, sure though? Uh, who, who knows. Um. That, that was PFL challengers, which I almost see as a completely different event. But like, here's what I will say. Like, I, I think these heavyweight fights have not been properly booked. Um, and they are just trying to get like the guys who should have a win to win. Um, and they're all going to get it. So yeah, I, I would just say like, I don't know, ignore it. Ignore it.
1: All right. Let's it. But you like the featherweights? I love the featherweight matchups. I think they're so good. All right. That's, Let's make some picks, then. Well, Daniel, picks some of these. Some of these guys I know, but I don't know the first one we're going to do. Alejandro Flores and Saba Bolaji. Um, Flores is Al Algalito. Do you know what that means, Dan?
0: Uh the little G-L-I-T-O. cookie. I T O cookie.
1: The rooster. Oh, so, so close, Dan.
0: If you the change rooster. that I to an E, uh, I Talk believe I believe it is tiny cookie. Oh, tiny cookie. All right. Let's do
1: uh, Let's tell you about Balaji first. He's 14, 2 and 1, 3 knockouts, 4 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This will be his PFL debut. He's coming in off of two straight wins. Uh last one via knockout. Don't have his reach stats, uh, unfortunately, plus one twenty five. Rooster Man flourish. Uh 19 to 3, 6 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked at once, submitted twice, so all of his losses have come via finish. He's one and on PFL. He's won three straight fights. He was on the Contender Series when we went 0-1-1. He's two years younger than Balaji, three inches of height uh, in his advantage, minus 155. What can you tell us?
0: So, first of all, I would say uh, we we should not worry too much about uh, the fact that uh, uh, Flores lost on the Contender Series because he did lose to Rafael Alves, who has now beat Mark Diacasey since then. Um, So, like, a legit loss. But I'm – Still going to go dog in this first fight. Really? I like I like Saba Balaji. Uh, here, here's what I'll say about him. He was a uh, German national team wrestler. So he's a yeah. guy who's got a really good wrestling base. And if you look at his record too, he's fought some like dudes. Um, and, and like, I mean, it, it's hard to say like most of the guys he's fought are like high level guys. They all have really great records. And if you look at most of them a lot of the good things he's doing are that he's just getting people down and working them once he's there. Uh, and, and I think, don't get me wrong, like I, I think Flores is tough. I think he's maybe got the better hands here, which is probably why uh, he's favored in, in this fight. But I, I think he might possibly have issues with the ground game with, uh, with Balaji. So I, I'm going to take a stab at my first underdog play of this card. I, I like... Uh, the, the, I mean, a, a national team wrestler sometimes doesn't mean everything, but Germany's sometimes got some decent wrestlers. So like being a national team wrestler from Germany actually means something.
1: This is a very big card for wrestlers uh, as you see coming up. And Dan also, um, had a teaser there. He said his first underdog pick, meaning there could be more, um, moving on Shaman Marias versus Boston Salmon, two names I do, do know because they used to be in the UFC, Um, Salmon's nickname is Boom Boom he's 8-3 with 5 knockouts he's been knocked out himself twice he's 1-0 in PFL he's won 2 straight fights he went 0-2 in the UFC Uh, 1-0 in the Contender Series inch of height on Marias and half an inch of reach plus 160 Shaman uh, Marias 13-5 6 knockouts 1 submission he's been knocked out twice submitted twice in his career he's 5-3 in PFL slash World Series of Fighting Uh, he won his last 2 fights he went 2-3 in the UFC used to fight down at Bantamweight uh, he's a kickboxing champion minus 200.
0: Yeah. This is the other one. This is the other dog. Oh, okay. This is the other dog pick I'm going to pick. I really like
1: Boston. Is that why?
0: Well, I really like Boston salmon down a weight class or up a weight class. Um, like a, a lot of people thought that, uh, you know, like him, him being at Bantamweight and having like a ton of knockout power at Bantamweight, which he did. Like if you looked at his RFA fights back in the day, like he was knocking dudes out back then. But, like, also, do you know Boston Salmon is the first guy ever to get a contender series contract?
1: Oh, was he the first one? Huh.
0: The first ever contender series contract. Do you know who he beat in that fight?
1: No, of course not. He, Dan.
0: he, he beat Ricky Tercios. Oh, uh, I know that guy. That weird guy. That funny, which is, weird guy. Which is very crazy. And now, like, I actually think up a weight class, he's going to be so much more dangerous. Um, and, and we saw a little bit of that. Um, So he had to fight on the the PFL Challenger Series to get into this. So he fought like a month and a half before this event. And my goodness, did he look much better up at at Featherweight. I I think he looks like he probably always should have. He's got more energy. He looks like he can push that pace. And I don't think the knockout power went away. He got a stoppage. It was a corner stoppage from just like doing damage to the face. But like, I, I think he is a dangerous dude. And I think... The thing about Shaman Marias is, like, he's also always been dangerous, too, but he's also been hittable. Uh, And if you, like, look at a lot of his losses, like, they're they're the people who just touched him up, right? Like, Andre Feely really touched him up pretty badly in that fight, and he ate a ton of punches from Sadiq Youssef. And, yeah, those guys are definitely better than Boston Salmon, but, like, man, like, he he just gets hit kind of too much for me. Uh, So, yeah, I like Boston Salmon here as as another underdog in this this, uh, card.
1: Not only are we giving you PFL picks, but Dan's trying to get you a bunch of plus money here. Plus one sixty-two. That that would be a, a nice score if it comes through. All right. Speaking of wrestlers, uh, I told you what wrestlers are coming up. Uh, Kyle Botchniak versus Bubba Jenkins. Um, Bocchnyak crash. Jenkins bad man. Um, Botniak, eleven to five. Two knockouts. Two submissions. Never been finished. This is his PFL debut. He's won three straight fights. He went 2-5 and five in the UFC. Used to fight up at lightweight, plus two oh five. Bad man, Bubba Jenkins. 16-4, six knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out twice, submitted twice, so he's been finishing all of his losses. He went 2-1 PFL. He lost his last fight in the playoffs, I think that would have been. Um, he was 8-3 in Bellator before this. He was a brave champ also. Used to fight also. Used to fight up at lightweight. He, I have him listed as a wrestling champion. It's way more than he was the, uh, not just a collegiate wrestling champion. He also was the, a world uh, wrestling champion. Made his MMA debut in 2011. Minus 265 coming back on him.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to take a little bit of my own advice here and not take the guy who is fighting on short notice. Uh, Bubba Jenkins here was supposed to fight Sunbin Joe, um, who, who's pretty fun and exciting to watch. And I actually kind of like that fight better. Um, than this one with Botchniak. Because, look, I, I really like Botchniak. We've seen that he can do well against wrestlers occasionally. Um, like, he, he did really well, like, uncharacteristically well against Zabit Magomed Cherboff, But, like, I, I just don't think on short notice he's, like, a good match here for Bubba Jenkins, who I I, I think is just going to absolutely out-wrestle him on every single chance. Like, Charles Rosa out-wrestled Botchniak. Like, I think... Bubba Jenkins should have no problem doing so. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the the big favorite here in Bubba Jenkins. I think you know the loss he had in the playoffs last year to Chris Wade, who by the way we'll talk about momentarily, um, it, kind of fluky because he's beaten guys who uh, should give him more trouble in the wrestling than Chris Wade. Um, but like ultimately Chris Wade did a much better job. Um, uh, but Botchniak should not give him any trouble.
1: All right. There you go. Um, Dan did my job and told you that um, he was taking a short notice, which I did not have uh, listed. So thank you, Dan, for uh, filling in there. All right. Um, you mentioned Chris Wade. Let's talk about Chris Wade, shall we? He's fighting Lance Palmer in another tournament fight. Palmer, do you know Palmer's nickname? There's a couple of, There's good nicknames in this, in this fight, Dan.
0: Um, let's see. Hang on one second, because I've interviewed Lance Palmer before. Is he the, the party Yes, he is the the party party man. Lance Lance the party palmer. (laughs) Yes.
1: Do you know um, two nicknames for Chris Wade?
0: Yeah, so he's got one. It's the Long Island Strangler?
1: No, Killer, but close.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. uh, Same thing. I'm I'm giving myself that one. (laughs)
1: And, And the other nickname I stole from him, the Dagestan Milk Stomper.
0: The Dagestan Milk Stomper?
1: Is his, ni- is his
0: nickname? <laughs> yes, correct. That—that is.
1: No, it's my nickname now, but yes, yes.
0: Uh, that one is pretty. Uh, I—I don't—I uh, don't know why that would be. Um, but sure, sure. Why not?
1: Well, have me on your top turtle MMA show sometime, Dan, and I'll tell you why how I got that. the diamond looks not nickname.
0: You—you want to hear? A, you want to—we hear a weird spoiler alert for this week's sure. uh, top turtle MMA podcast? It's, it's too bad I didn't know about that before I interviewed Chris Wade for this week's top two. Oh, but my gosh. gosh. There we
1: go. All right. Let's just break her down. The party first, Lance Palmer, 22-5 uh, and five with one knockout, eight submissions. He's been submitted once. That's the only time he's been stopped in 27 pro fights, 15-5 and five combined in World Series of Fighting slash PFL. He's a two-time T F L champion. He also was a champion in World Series of Fighting. Uh, he lost his last two fights. He was a wrestling champion in college. He made his debut in 2011 in MMA, plus 105. All right, they got Dagestan Milk Stomper, Chris Wade, 20-7, uh, one knockout, five submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's 8-5 and five in PFL slash WSOF. Uh, he's gone three and two over his last five fights, lost his last fight. Um, used to fight up at lightweight. He was in the UFC where he went 5-2. and two. He made his pro debut in 2011. He's got four inches of height, one-inch reach on Palmer, minus 135.
0: Yeah, worth noting Chris Wade left the UFC on his own volition too, because yeah, he's with coming a off a five and two
1: record it doesn't get you cut
0: usually. Yeah, coming coming off a win too. Um yeah. and, and he didn't fight too good of dudes like I mean, beat Chris Ociagos and Maddie Bogdad and um, but, like, his losses were to Rustam Habilov and Islam Makhachev, uh, which is not, not an easy resume at all. Um, anyway, uh, back to my original uh, point here, which is making a pick. I'm going to take Chris Wade, the slight favorite here. Um, look, the, the biggest issue I have with Lance Palmer is that when he has trouble wrestling somebody, he loses a fight. Like, that that's just a fact. Like, he lost to Bubba Jenkins. He lost to Movalev Kabulev. Uh, he, if you want to go way, way back to World Series of Fighting, he lost to Andre Harrison, who didn't let him wrestle him. Like, if he can't wrestle the the guy he's fighting, he loses. Chris Wade stuffed Bubba Jenkins, and that's all I need to know to say that Chris Wade has the ability to stuff Lance Palmer and will win this fight. Boom. There
1: you go. That's very, very sure of yourself with this pick, Dad. So... It's gonna blow up in your face more than likely, right?
0: Um, not 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 usually. Although he does have the top turtle MMA stink that you you talk That's about.
1: True. He has that stank <laughs> on him. Is he going to stomp the Dagestan milk out of? Uh, out of I Paul don't. Milk?
0: I don't even know what that <laughs> means. I don't even begin to have an idea of what that. Means.
1: He probably, he probably trades with Dagestani guys, right? There's a lot of them in Long
0: Island, right? No, that, that's where all the that's where all the Georgians are, right? Isn't that? Oh yeah, okay, right, right, it's right, right. Georgian dudes. Right. And by the way, yeah. you should not get those two confused. Oh no! <laughs> I'm going to
1: start an international incident here.
0: Yeah they they don't they don't like being Russian like being called Russian like that's a that's a big no no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not. Yeah, not many people right now want to be called Russian, but <laughs> that, that's, that's also true. That's also but, true. We're uh, we're lefty cucks. So what do we do? <laughs> um, all right.
0: Do you want to our main the, event. Do you want to name mm-hmm. the episode? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I've already done that once, so I, but save it for a, a rainy day. Um, this isn't the main event, but it's our main event. Uh, co-main event, Brandon Lucknane versus Ryoji Kudo is the last featherweight fight we're going to break down. No nicknames on another guy. Uh, Kudo, 10-2-1 with six knockouts, never been finished in a fight. This is his PFL debut. He's gone 7-1 over his last eight fights. However, the one... The loss came in his last fight. He used to fight up at Lightweight. He's four years younger than Lachnane. Don't have reach info on him. Plus 375. Brendan Lockne, 21 and 4. 12 knockouts, one submission. Never finished in a fight as well. So we may have a decision one here if you want to play some props. 4-1 in PFL. He lost his last fight, which would have been in last season's playoffs. He was 1-0 in the Contender Series. 0-1 in the UFC way, way, way back in the day. He made his pro debut in 2010. Two inches taller than Kudo, minus 500.
0: Yeah, I would just say this. Uh, nobody has been screwed by the UFC quite like Wagnate. Yep. Uh yeah, why not? He, he got one fight back in 2012, uh, yep. lost the unanimous decision. They didn't like it. Um, he then turns around, gets a fight on contender Series, beats Bill Algio. like a, a yep. legit UFC dude in Bill Algio. And uh, you forget that this is the one where uh, Dana White didn't like that he wrestled at the end of it. Uh, instead of going for the finish. Yeah. Um and as a result didn't sign him. Uh winds up being like one of the worst passes ever by uh Dana White because he he's good. He's really damn good and he should have no problem with Ryoji Kudo here. Don't get me wrong, Kudo's clearly got some like skills and he's got I would say he's got really good punching power. Like is, is maybe one of the things I like about him the best. Um, but ultimately, like, I just don't think he's as sharp of like, a boxer. And, as I kind of mentioned, Lognane, uh, can wrestle a little bit, which I, I think people forget about all the time in what he does, is that, like, while he is an excellent striker, I, like, totally wouldn't be surprised if he decided to go out there and wrestle Kudo. So, um, yeah, the answer is long name all day here, and, like, yeah, does the, the big number kind of scare me away? Sure, but, uh, he, he's still going to win this fight.
1: There you go. Go. Boom. Looking forward to the card, Dan?
0: I actually am. Uh, and I will say this, too. Like, while I said I didn't want to break down any of the heavyweight fights because they uh, kind of all suck, there are three of these heavyweights that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Like, I love watching Dennis off I, I think he is probably the most underrated heavyweight on the planet. Um, Ante Delia is, is coming off. Of, he won the championship last year. He's super good. Um, and Henan Faria is a guy who I've sort of expected was going to be the champion of um, PFL. Like I, I thought he was going to be the guy who like ran away with it. He was a RFA LFA, one one of those. I think it was In LFA. Um, champion. Oh, and I just messed up too. Tahia uh, did not win the championship. Bruno loza won it. Uh, yes. who was also fighting on this card? With that being yep, said, main event. I think. Yep. Um, but Dahila, uh, did beat a guy who's on the uh, Ultimate Fighter this year coming up. So uh, keep an eye on that. Um, tough. yeah, it, it all comes, comes back to tough. Which, by the way, did you know starts in a week? Oh boy, I <laughs> may, know? I
1: may watch the, um, the actual fights this year. We'll see. Not all the other nonsense, but the fights at the end. They still will... have fights at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will tell you, there are some. Um, both some, some flyweights and some heavyweights, both that I kind of enjoy watching. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. yeah, like in the, the one who lost to, uh, the one who lost to Tejila, uh, is really good. Um, and probably we'll, we'll put on a show. But, uh, Henan, anyway, back to my original point. Henan Faria, yes. uh, was one of the, 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 guy who like did not benefit from that very weird result with, uh, Fabrizio Verdoom. And it like, kind of threw him off the whole season of PFL last year uh, and didn't wind up working out for him. Uh, but he should like be a contender to win in PFL this year again. There you
1: go. Boom, boom, boom. So check that out. Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, I know Jong and, and the, the Jens in, in our SGPN Slack uh, will definitely be watching it. Uh, make sure you get in there. Um, yeah, Thursday because there's fights uh pf bellator running this week what friday saturday i'm not sure what day they're running they're running this weekend though um ufc's running so yeah get in the slack there's always lots of fun in there uh have you gone long enough dan anything else anything else you want to give these people
0: i think you got it all
1: um, we sure you got it all dan we 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 are a team we both got it all all right um what do i need to what homework do i need to give you people um twitter i'm jeff fox writer he is gumby vreeland uh we we both write for the sports um site so make sure you go there read all our mma baseball nba of course there's a ton of nfl stuff all that stuff is on there make sure you go to the to go to the site make sure you, you subscribe to the mma gambling podcast feed so you can get us in your ears the second we drop it uh the episode um my site moneymma.substack.com you can check out all the payouts for this uh past fight weekend pick-up contest will be going up tomorrow for for next week's ufc fight card a lot of fun stuff so so head over there and then dan's podcast top turtle mma podcast and prelim primer but more on that on our wednesday show because because uh he'll tell us uh, who's on the show and all that at that point so all right that's enough um he is Gumby Vreeland. I am the Dagestan Milk Stomper, Jeff Fox. And we will be back in your ear holes or wherever hole you want us in on Wednesday. Bye.